Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shurim and Daf Yomi. My name is Yitzchak Et Shalom. We are now in Masachet Nazir Daf Mem Dalad Amud Bet at the top of the Amud. Perak Shishi Mishnah Vav. And the two Mishnayot that we will discuss today, we will see a presentation of Tiglachat Tumah, the shaving that takes place when someone's Nazirut has been interrupted by Tumat Mate, and Tiglachat Tahara, the shaving that takes place at the, at the successful completion of Nazirut. Tiglachat Tumah Kitzad, how does that work? He would do mechatat on the third and seventh day after becoming Tameh, and the assumption is also mikvah on the seventh day. And he shaves on the seventh day, as the Torah says, and brings his korbanot on the eighth day. Now, please take a look. On today's handout, I included the entire section from Parshat Nazir about the Nazir Shinitma and the entire section from Parshat Nazir about the Nazir who successfully completes his Nazirut, even though only a couple of the phrases in there are used by the Gemara, so in order to provide context. So he shaves on the seventh day, Umevi Bashmini on the eighth day brings the Korbanot, the Kevas, and the two birds. But what happens if he didn't get to shave until the eighth day? Rabbi Kiva says he nonetheless brings the korbanot on that day. In other words, Rabbi Kiva says there is no requirement to have an overnight, a hair of Shemesh, between shaving and bringing the korbanot. This is not the case with a mitzorah who, even though he shaves on the seventh day and brings his korbanot on the eighth day, nonetheless, if for some reason he was delayed in shaving, he has to wait till the next day to bring his korbanot. With which Rabbi Tarfon attacks his Talmud Chavah, Rabbi Kiva. Why is Nazir any different? So Amar Le Rabbi Kiva answered, In the case of a Nazir, his uh, completion of the Tuma period, when he now becomes Tahor, is dependent simply upon days. Shaving is simply part of the process of beginning anew. But a Mitzora, on the other hand, <coughs> his uh, Tahara depends on shaving, and therefore, and therefore, the Mitzora cannot bring his Korban until he has shaved, and then had hair of Shemesh, and then the next day can bring Korbanot. So if he was delayed in shaving past the seventh day, he will still have to wait one more day to bring his Korbanot. And Nazir, on the other hand, who is Nitma, the Tiglachat is simply part of the end process. It can be done on, on, the, on the same day as the Korbanot. Good. Okay, now, the question is, did Rabbi Tarfun accept Rabbi Kiva's argument? <coughs> this is a later Hillel, and therefore it's going to reflect, if this is the earlier Hillel, it wouldn't tell us anything. This reflects <coughs> accepted uh, ruling. Hillel says that if he shaves on the eighth day, he has to bring his Korbanot on the ninth day. And that proves that at least somebody, somebody earlier than Hillel held that way. Uh, if you think that Rabbi Tarfon accepted Rabbi Kiva's argument and changed his mind, that means that everybody will agree that the uh, ninth day, that if he shaves on the eighth day, he would bring the korbanot that day. Nobody would have an opinion that he'd have to wait another day. Leiti korbanot abashmini, he should bring his korbanot on the eighth day. So I'm a Rava, Rava answered it. Lo kasha, had the tovel b'shvi, had the lo tovel b'shvi. 
he says that the missing factor, as I mentioned in our Mishnah, is Tevila. Let's say that the guy not only shaved on the eighth day, he also didn't go to the mikvah until the eighth day. So if he went to the mikvah on the seventh day and only shaved on the eighth day, then perhaps everyone agrees that he can sh- bring the Korban out on the eighth day because perhaps Rabbi Tarfon accepted Rabbi Kiva's disanalogy from Mitzorah. But if, on the other hand, he did not go to the mikvah either on the seventh day and shaved and went to the mikvah on the eighth day, everyone would, would agree that he can't bring his Korban out to the ninth day because he is not able to come into the Mikdash until he had to come to the Mikdash or bring Korbanot until he has gone to the Mikvah and then had Harav Shemesh. Now, Amr Abaye. I found Rav Natan Bar Hoshaya's friends or colleagues, they were saying the following thing as an observation about a Zav. That a Zav brings his Korbanot comes before Hashem to the entrance of the Mikdash and gives them into the Kohen. When does he do this? Only on the eighth day, meaning he did tefillah on the seventh day, or the seventh clean day of the Zav, did tefillah, and waited until Erev Shemesh, till overnight, and then the next day is able to come. The implication is that he didn't, if he did not yet uh, have Erev Shemesh, he can't come to Petah which means that on his seventh day, even though he already went to the mikvah, he cannot come to Ohomoed, uh, to Petah Alma Kasavar, so that must mean that Tvul Yom Shalzav Kazav Dami, that a Tvul Yom, meaning somebody who has already gone to the mikvah on the last day of his Tumah, is fully like a regular Zav, because a Zav, after all, is removed from Shte Machanot, from Machane Shechin and Machane Leviyah. And if we're saying that a Zav who's already gone to the mikvah but hasn't had Arab Shemesh may not approach Oel Moed, that means that even after the mikvah he's still regarded as a full Zav. And this is a discussion whether Tful Yom Shalzav is Kazav. So they say from here you can conclude that he is. Amina Lohanana. So Abaye said, that's what they said. Here's what I said back to them. Elameata Gabi Nazir Tome Namidirtiv. You have a Nazir Tome, whose Tuma is, of course, Tumat Mate. And remember, Tumat Mate, even though it's the most severe as far as the process of getting out of it, Mechatat, nonetheless, is the least severe as far as its distancing from the Mikdash, as we will see. That the Nazir Tameh, when he is done, brings the Korbanot, and that's on the eighth day. And same phrasing, You're going to say that that's after he went to the mikvah and had Erev Shemesh. Where are the gates of Nikanor, which are on the east side? of the Mikdash, which is where you would bring them, that's Petach or Moed. Where are they? Bishari Leviya. They're in the area of what we call Machne Leviya. Vatanya Tmeimate Mutalikanis Machne Leviya. A Tmeimate may always go into Machne Leviya. And what's the proof? Even a corpse can come into Machne Leviya. Shinemar, Vaikach Mosheta Tsmut Yosefimo and Moshe. Took, uh, left Mitzrayim with B'nai Israel, he took the bones of Yosef, which are a mate. What's my emo? What is it? Why does it say that Moshe took the bones of Yosef with him? Emo b'mechitzato means he kept them in his dist- district, in his vicinity of the Machane. And what is that? Emo b'machne leviyah, which means that you're allowed to have a dead body, and certainly a tmei mate, in machne leviyah. And nonetheless, the Torah still says that a nozir who became tmei mate can only bring his korbanot on the eighth day. 
Ella, Tful Yom Shilzav Gezav Dami. Abaya says, Tful Yom Shilzav Lav Gezav Dami. That's the proper girsa. A Tful Yom Shilzav. If you take a look at Tosfut, you will see that Girsa. The Tful Yom Shilzav Lav Kezav Dami. The reality is that after he's gone to the Mikvah on the seventh day, he does not have the same status as a Zav. But the reason the Torah says that he can't come in is because he's Muchusa Kapara, because he hasn't yet brought his Korbanot. In other words, on the eighth day, when he's allowed to bring his Korbanot, then he's allowed to come in. But that doesn't mean that there's an Easter of Bia B'mikdash after he's a Tful Yom, a Tful Yom, which we said several times, is a status that the Torah recognizes as being distinct from the person before going to the Mikvah. If he comes in, he will not be in violation. Parenthetically, if you're in Machna Levia, why are you calling it the opening of all mode? It's Machna Shechina. So, to tell you that just like a Machusa Kapora, somebody who has not yet brought his Korbanot to complete his process, like a Yoledet or a Mitzor or a Zav, cannot go into the Machne Shechina, similarly, he may not even go into the Machne Leviyah. How do we know that a Machusa Kapora cannot? The Torah, in the context of Paraduma, says, before he's gone through this process, to say that even a Tful Yom is still Tamei, his Tuma is still with him, so these are people who have already finished their period, or most of their period, and gone to the mikvah. Nonetheless, they still may not enter, but that doesn't mean that they have the status of a Tomei, just like somebody who didn't go to the mikvah yet. So, to sum up, Abaye said he found these colleagues of Rav Natan Barushaya, concluding from the fact that a Zav can only bring his Korbanot on the eighth day, that that means that on the seventh day, after he went to the mikvah, he's still 100% a Zav. Abaye said back, well, if that's the case, why can't a Nazir, who's Tomei, show up on the seventh day? After all, he could show up on the first day, because a Tomei mate can come, come in. The answer is he can't show up because there's a separate problem, which is Mechusa Kapara. Before you have the opportunity to bring your Korbanot, which you must do before you can proceed, you're not allowed to come in. That's a, that's a special Gzerat katuv. And the same thing with the Zav. The Zav cannot, bring his, cannot show up on the seventh day because he can't yet bring his Korban on the seventh day because he hasn't had hair of Shemesh. But after he went to the Mikvah, he certainly is not considered the same as a regular Zav. Okay, the next Mishnah, Mishnah Zion, Tiglachat HaTaharaketzad. What is uh, the process of Tiglachat HaTahara? And this is the beginning of the series. We're going to see more of this in the next Mishnayot. Hayam evigibol He would bring three animals. Chatat, which is a lamb. Ola, which is a, a, sorry, a, chatat is a yu. Ola is a lamb. Ushlamim, which is a ram. A ram is a two-year-old male lamb. Rebuta says that it's the shlamim. When you, sh- when you slaughter the shlamim, that's when he does the shaving. He says, whenever you have a, a group of korbanot to bring, one is a chatat, chatat always comes first, that's something we'll get to in, in Zvachim, and he says, therefore you shave with the first korban. But Rabbi Lazar agrees that if you shaved on any of the korbanot, then you don't say and he's not disagreeing, he's, he's bringing a different point, which is, if you brought the three animals, a lamb, a ewe, and a ram, and you did not designate this for chatat, etc., still we bring the proper ones, because since they are distinct, and it's a 
an obvious default of which is going to be used for which, therefore, even without designation, they can be brought. Unlike, let's say, for birds, that we have to designate which is Ola, which is Chatat, because they're both the same. All right, Tanu Rabbanan. V'gilach, Hanazir the Torah says, and this is in the big section on the page, it has the psukim of the proper, of the completion of successful Nizirut. He shares Petach what does that mean? This, of course, fits with Rabbi Yehuda's position. That we're talking about shaving at the time of the Shlomim. Because, after all, a... Um, a uh, the the Torah when it talks about slaughtering petach or says that in the context of a regular shlamim, and therefore since the Torah says that he shaves petach or it can't mean that he really shaves in front of or as we'll see in a minute. It must be alluding to something else that's called petach or and that's the shlamim. You maybe we should interpret it correct uh, literally that he shaves in front of the mikdash. Amarta, you think so? That's degrading. A guy's going to stand in front of the Beit Hamikdash and shave his hair. Um, so that's the f- position of the first ton of this Brayta, who says that this is also the source of how we know that you can't do something that is degrading in front of the Mikdash. You don't need that source. The Torah said, You're not allowed to build stairs to go up to the Mikzbeach. You have to build a ramp. Why? The assumption is because it's a lack of modesty, because as you take the stair, the steps... So, certainly, you will not do something degrading, because the Mizbeach sits in front of the door of the Mikdash. Certainly, you won't do something degrading. Here, it's something that's not that degrading. It just alludes to immodesty because of the steps that you take. Uh, so, certainly, you won't do something degrading. He says, i got another proof. And this is now not another proof that you can't do something degrading in front of the Mikdash, but another proof that you shave with the Shlomim. Because the Torah says about the hair, You take the hair and put it on the fire that's underneath the pot cooking the Shlomim, which is in one of the parts of the Azara where they're cooking the Shlomim. Which means all you have to do is take it and put it, means you're right there. Therefore, if you were shaving really in front of Petach Moed, you'd have to take it and then bring it somewhere else and put it, and the Torah assumes that you're shaving right next to the pot, which means it's not in front of Moed. Therefore, Petach Moed cannot be literal. Therefore, it must be referring to the Shlamim. Um... um Rabbi uh, Yitzchak Ikeda Amri. There's another version of Rabbi Yitzchak which comes to the same conclusion. Rabbi Yitzchak Omer, "Mishlamim katu medaber, atom mishlamim katu medaber, o'inu la petachom o'in mamash." Perhaps it's really petachom o'in. Tamalon lekachet saar rosh nizro. You take the hair and put it under the fire. Makom shem vashel shemem galach. Meaning you cut it, you shave it right where you're cooking the shlamim, which is often one of the side parts of the azarat. All right, so there's two versions of Rabbi Yitzchak come to the same thing, saying, I know that the Petach is not literal because you have to shave near where you're going to, or right at the spot where the Shlomim are cooking, and you're going to put it under the fire. Now, he says Petach is not there for location, and it's not there to allude to the Shlomim, but rather calls Manshein Petach Patuach, it's there for time, meaning Petach almost is like Patuach, as 
long as the Olamoed is open for business, you could do Giluach. Means you can't do Giluach at night, for instance. Rabbi Shimon Shazuri Omer, Vigilach HaNazir Petach Olamoed, Velo Nazira. He says that the, and this may not conflict, he says, but the word Nazir, instead of just Vigilach Petach Olamoed, why did it say Vigilach HaNazir? To tell you only a Nazir shaves Petach Olamoed, but not a Nazira. That we have the concern that the young men of the Kohanim will start harassing her if they're watching a woman being degraded like that. So, I could prove to you it's not the case. That when the Torah obligates us to do a ceremony which may be degrading, even if it's to a woman, we'll do it in the Mikdash from the Sota. That the Kohen stands her before Hashem, and then he does all of this uh, undoing her hair, and etc., that's a sugi we'll talk about in Sota, that we're not concerned that the young men of the Kohanim will start harassing her. So answered, He can't compare the two. And Nizira is somebody who's going to be dressed very nicely and very honorably, and she'll come for a ceremony, but she's proud of who she is. She's completed in Nizirut, and she's dressed nicely. Therefore, there's reason to think that they may get lascivious or licentious with her, and therefore we don't have her shave in front of them. But a sota, on the other hand, can't wear makeup, she has to wear disheveled clothes, because the whole point is to disgrace her, and therefore we do not have a concern in that case that the young Kohanim will harass her. Okay, we'll, we will pick up in the next podcast in a continuation of a, of a description of the ceremony of the Tiglach HaTatahara and Daf Memhe Amud Bet, and... Uh, when, upon the completion of that podcast, we'll complete the parak on Daf Mem Zion Amur Everyone should have a wonderful day.